What's kicking chickens? Welcome back to Can We Fix It? I'm your host, Maura Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co-host, Jennifer the Vulpinator Douglas. How you doing, girl? I'm tired. Girl, right? How's the new oh, job treating you? It's wonderful and I love it, but oh my God, it's it's a lot, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to the, it's like learning a new language. Learning a specialty in medicine is like learning an entirely new language and it's exhausting. And I'm old and I'm learning a new EMR, which is an electronic medical record system. And it makes me realize how old I am. Mm. So mm. I'm tired. I've been tired. But I, today I picked it up really well and I'm feeling good about things and I love the office and I love the people. So I'm happy, tired, but happy. How I, are you? I, so in relation to what you're saying, like I read this super interesting thing that said that there's like four stages of learning any task. There's unconscious incompetence and that's where you're so stupid at the task. Like you're so bad at it that you don't even know how bad you are. And then you graduate <laughs> to conscious incompetence. And that's where like you understand <clears throat> the job well enough to know you're not doing it well. And then I you think I might have hit that today. And then you work your way to like uh conscious competence, which is where with great effort you can do it competently and then you build your way to unconscious competence which is just we're like you're so good at it that you could do it with the major parts of your brain turned off and so yeah. there is this little window in between unconscious incompetence and conscious incompetence where you're like am i somehow getting worse at this <laughs> and then you realize like, no, I'm getting better at this in that I know how bad I am now. Um, exactly. And you just work your way up from there. Yeah. We ended the day today by, you know, being happy that no one died. I mean, that was the bar that we set for the day. And we did well. Exactly, exactly. I always joke we like, did really well. My goal is no literal fires and every day that there's not a literal fire, we good, bro. We good. We except all right. except exactly. I will say, uh, except for today. So uh one of the one of the topics that we're covering today is how garbage it is to be a woman in the workforce, particularly a woman in the American workforce, but just women in the workforce in general. Um, it's pretty bad. It's not, it, there's just so many aspects of it that people like gloss over that I feel like men maybe don't realize collectively, right? Um, so I have, uh, totally TMI, but like I have this thing where I have ovarian cysts and they suck. Um, and they, uh, when I first got diagnosed with them, like I went to my lady doctor and she did an ultrasound and did the whole nine and like explained that I had a cyst growing and it was very, very small and it, um, was not worth a surgery and, um, that I should just take some ibuprofen about it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm sorry, like slow up for a minute. So like, is it going to keep growing? And she was like, maybe. And I was like, is it going to stop growing? And she was like, well, it'll probably burst at some point. Um, I was like, cool. And what happens then? And she was like, well, like it'll burst and you'll, you'll feel relief. That's what she said. So 
I went home after going to the doctor and being like, hi, there's something like growing inside me that is causing me like extreme discomfort. And her being like, yes, there is something growing inside you. Fucking beat it. And it was the first time in my life that I ever got a second opinion on anything. I called my primary and I was like, maybe I'm crazy, but like, this seems weird that I would go to my doctor and say like, hi, I'm in, I'm in enough pain to schedule a visit with you. Um, and it's like getting worse every month. And for her response to be like, yeah, shit happens. Bitches be getting cysts and shit. And basically my doctor explained to me that like, if the, the surgery to get rid of cysts is very invasive. And if they're below a certain size, they just don't go in and do surgery. Um, and yep. also explained that like, yes, my cysts probably will burst at some point. Um, and I, and I said, well, how will I know? And she said, Oh, you'll know. It'll be yeah, the most excruciating pain of yet. Like, you fucking know. And I was like, oh, word. That's where I was going to interject because when your gynecologist said, oh, you'll probably feel relief, she forgot to mention the excruciating <laughs> fucking pain you were going to feel before you had the relief. Right. And because now you were going to feel horrible, horrible, horrible pain from a, something that was growing inside you exploding exploding yes so as i was like explaining this to my partner he was like and there's nothing that they do for this particular woman disease and i went oh honey there's nothing that they do for any woman disease because now that i'm thinking about it the quote-unquote treatment or cure for fucking endometriosis fibroids ovarian cysts Picos, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's birth control. That's yeah. not a magic fucking cure, guy. It's a pill. They, like, that's, it blows my mind that we have done, and that's when my partner goes, I can't believe that, like, we don't know anything about, like, women's fucking bodies. And I was like, well, yeah, who's going to spend the money on medical research? Men? I don't fucking think so. Like, they don't fucking care. They don't care. Not, not only is the quote-unquote cure or treatment for all of these conditions, the pill, we also have the men in Congress who make the laws about insurance and insurance executives and, you know, everybody who runs all the things that control the women's bodies try to make getting the pill as difficult as they possibly can and as expensive as it can possibly be for the women to treat these conditions that cause us such great pain and suffering. So, you know, it's a lot of fun for us. A lot. We well, really enjoy it. Because this. birth control is for sluts. And if you weren't a slut, you wouldn't need birth control. Yeah. <laughs> sluts and whores. Big fat fucking whores. Big fat you fucking <laughs> Big fat fucking horse. That's gonna be our new theme. Give us pills. It's gonna be our new theme song. Big fat fucking horse. Um, but like honestly, name me one. Name me one man disease where you go into your doctor and you say, "Doc, 
my dick is in excruciating pain. And they're just like, walk it off, boss. Fucking walk it off. They fucking throw Percocet at that shit so fucking fast. They give you an IV fucking drip of morphine. You say your fucking dick hurts and they're all fucking puking in garbage cans. They feel so fucking bad for you. They can't fucking handle their goddamn shit and compare it to fucking childbirth oh my god oh my god like three fucking assistants on the phone trying to get prior authorizations from your insurance company to have you fucking hospitalized for a week because your fucking dick has a paper cut on it (laughs) don't fucking talk to me about how it fucking feels you know what they do when women get an IUD? I'll tell you what they do. They grow your feet in stirrups, they stick a fucking speculum up your fucking vagina, and they shove a goddamn paperclip-sized opened-up piece of metal into your goddamn uterus through your cervix. And they don't give you a goddamn bit of medication to, cal- to calm down the pain. But if they want to fucking look, like, even fucking look at your dick in a doctor's office... You get fucking 10 milligrams of Ativan ahead of time because men can't take that shit. So, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm done. I'm we fucking done. I, girl, I remember when, like, after Malcolm was, like, born and I was having, like, pain and discomfort and stuff, and I went to my doctor, she was like, yeah, that just, like, that's going to take some time. And I just remember thinking like, oh, so once the baby's out, you guys don't give a shit about me. Like, yeah, yeah no, we're done taking care of you. Yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. You're good. You're done. Turn your you diapered ass around done. and fucking head on home, girl. And that is yep, another. Their vagina's torn to shreds and they're just like. Yeah, that sucks. Okay, so that's another, this is another one. So, like, a girlfriend of mine is in a corporate job, and she and her husband have, like, wanted kids for a while. Um, And she's not, like, past childbearing age or anything, but just, like, she's, like, on the back end of uh, where it's going to be easier, right? And um, she got pregnant, which, obviously, she should be, like, super fucking excited about. And instead was like on the phone with me talking about how there's like a new partner at her uh at her company and how she's worried that her maternity leave is going to like coincide with this person's arrival and isn't sure if that's going to like put her behind into and like whether they're going to be as chill about it as the old partner would have been and it was just like heartbreaking to hear somebody who I've like known and loved for years who has like talks to me about wanting children for fucking ever not mm-hmm. even get the opportunity to be excited about having a kid because being a woman in the workforce is so fucking hard that like any small like infraction against you like can ruin your in- the entire course of your career and like women get fucking sidelined all the time and mommy tracked for having children where their bosses just assume or like decide for them that they're not going to want to work as many hours now that they're parents and it's just like there are so many aspects of being a woman in the workforce that fucking blow ass like people don't realize how the planets have to align for a woman in order to make it in her career and stay on in order to have the money track 
and the career track line up together perfectly in order to make both of them work because it just doesn't for 90 percent of women seriously it it just doesn't seriously like i i mean i dodged a bullet i am very fucking lucky um my kid's dad has always worked third shift um so he's always worked pretty much the opposite schedule that i've had and therefore we have been able to um to make co-parenting work um majoritively without child care for many 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 years because we work right. opposite hours and we both pick up a lot of the slack even uh even that okay um Malcolm is with me 5 days a week and there are times where i come home from work so fucking broken that like i i genuinely don't know how i feed us dinner like it is a blur of just like i can't believe that i used an oven with my entire brain turned off like that's not great Ooh. but dinner's done um and trying to balance all of these things is always difficult particularly i mean you and i both know single mom life um when you come home and there's nobody here to help and there's nobody here to and you can't be like who didn't do the dishes oh right it was me oh who didn't do the laundry still me and even though you think about it even when we have even when you have a partner and you come home you know we're in child in balancing full-time jobs and kids and child care and you know, we're talking about quality of life for everyone. We're up at the crack of dawn. You're juggling kids. You're dropping them off to ch- to daycare in the pitch black. And that's when you can afford daycare. Because I remember when daycare cost almost as much as my full-time job did yeah. for two kids. And it fucking sucked. But I wanted to work and, and stay in a career. And... I stayed home for years with my kids and I had them in daycare for years and then I had them in school, but I still had to pay for before school care and after school care. And then you're racing out after work to try to pick them up and do your grocery shopping and cook dinner. And there's just no time to enjoy your goddamn families. And there's no work life balance in this country at all. And I don't know how people do it. And, and that's what when you're single me- like we are, I really don't know how we do it. And yeah, it literally. Sucks. The fact that I have not dropped dead from fucking exhaustion at this point is just like, but for the grace of God. Um, I, yeah. I, yeah, I have no idea how fucking how we make it work but we do because we're boss ass bitches um boss ass bitches we're sluts and whores but we're also boss ass bitches to boot so but so that's something right that brings us to a thing that that i do want to talk about in terms of like what women are willing to tolerate um and and the radical idea that maybe we shouldn't be expected to constantly handle as much as we can tolerate. <laughs> um, and so the political example of the day being uh, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, who has given us an incredible amount of guidance and help over the last several years when it came to uh, the coronavirus pandemic, who um, has brought us back from like the brink of like peak numbers time and time again, Um, Mm -hmm. who she herself has a very young child at home um, that she is 
missing out on to come and give us advice that we fucking refuse to take. Um, yeah, very thankless job that she has had. Very thankless job. Um, with, I'm sure, thousands upon thousands of emails every day telling her that she's like a quack and a fucking psychopath and like a, a sheep she locked up and, and that she's, that know, she's a, a dictator. And yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, because she yeah. like wants you to wear a mask and like not die of a totally fucking preventable virus, but like feel free to pop off, asshole. Um, and <laughs> I, I just, uh, the way that she is being talked about right now is just absolutely fucking appalling. Um, not surprising, obviously, because... Not at all. Fully expected. Um, yeah, she's a woman in the workforce, a black woman at that, and just, like, I I, I don't imagine that... Uh, I'm sure she's not surprised by any of this, right? Like, I'm new to the party, but she lives this every day. Um but first and foremost, um, I mean, I think it's abundantly clear that the reason that she's quitting is because the Dan McKee administration, which obviously we're going to touch on again later and probably in every subsequent episode until he's not the fucking governor anymore, because this man manages to make dumb fuck bullshit accidents happen on a near daily basis in his administration. He's so... Okay, we're going to hang... Later, we have a whole segment to go. I know, I know. We have we have things to chat about. So... Ran the outrage in. Basically quit because, I mean, I, I don't want to say because she didn't want to be responsible for things going south, but at, at a certain point, why are you going to continue to give advice to this person who is just actively fucking ignoring it? Exactly. Um... And and to be the health director for a state that has horrible numbers when you know what the solution is to make them better. And your boss is just refusing to implement it. Right. And then you look like the asshole. And <laughs> you know it can't be done because you worked with a previous administration that fucking did it. That followed your guidelines and did what you told them to do. Yep. So it's not like you you're sitting there like, oh, maybe they're just so the government is just so poorly run and stupid that they're not capable. Like, no, you've already experienced that they are fully capable of this. He's just choosing not to do it because you're yep, a woman. Not Fuck it. Anything. I'm not gonna listen to you. I think he really is. He and Dominic are really just doing. I mean, the only reason that I don't include Joe Shikarchi is because he has not deliberately said the dumb shit that Dom and Dan said. Like, Dom straight up said, COVID, I'm pretty sure COVID will be over by March. Or some stupid ass yeah, shit I like that. I don't think Shikarchi believes that. I think he truly believes it's a real fucking thing. Oh, I think I that truly, his silence on this is speaking fucking volumes. Because, like, he doesn't have the balls to go up against Dan and Dominic. But he's also not dumb enough to be like, there's no pandemic. Everything's gonna be fine. Because he knows that they're yeah. not doing anything and that in all likelihood, it's probably not going to be fine. That's one of the things mm -hmm. that I always liked about Joe is that you'd be honest with you. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, yeah that's probably not going to happen. But like, I'll see. Word. Yeah. Word. Cool. Thanks, boss. Um, and I just like the the fact that she had the like bravery, essentially, at the end of the day to just stand up and be like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. 
I'm not yeah, doing this anymore. You. Like, I'm not going to work at a job where I'm not fucking listened to, where there are actual real world consequences to the fact that you guys are not listening to me. And at the end of the day, I'm the one who sits here with the fucking bag in her hand. Like, no, I'm not. Bye. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and at the end of the day, too, now it's coming out if you're looking. She was underpaid for the job that she had. Oh, hell yeah, she was. Oh, hell I yeah, I didn't realize was. that. What was the salary? I don't I don't know the numbers, but I do know that she has been underpaid for the job, for the position that she has. She has paid less than other health directors. She has paid less than other people in her field. She's paid less than people that work below her. Oof. Oof. So, yeah. And I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I do not. I was not prepared. <laughs> um, but a, a quick thrill, scroll through Twitter and you can see... The numbers do not add up in her favor. Well, so, so and another thing her. is everybody's getting on her case because she's negotiating consulting fees because she already fucking resigned. The only reason that she's staying on to help is because she's waiting because she's not an asshole and she's not going to leave the state without a director of health until a new one is hired because she's like a decent person. And she's not a fucking dick. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, because she has technically quit this job and does not want to be doing it anymore, she's collecting or is, like, seeking to collect consulting fees. And people are, like, getting on her case. Which, first of all, she does not fucking need us right now. She quit. Okay? We need her. We don't have a fucking director. And as far as I know, it's not like he's got anybody in mind unless he's going to hire, like, another one of his buddies. He's like, he used to yeah, manage... Yeah, so does have any pros who are, like, doctors? He's not going to be a know, doctor. That's why he's going to be like, in. this is my dude, Brandon. Uh, he manages a Home Depot in West Warwick, but I'm confident that he's going to do a great job as Rhode Island's new Department of Health director. It's going to be great. It's going to be top-notch. <laughs> Gonna, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do great things for Rhode Island. This is this is my my totally real not made up friend Stan McPhee. Cause right, isn't it Dan McKee, Mike McGee of Chiefs of Change, and now Stan McPhee is the new director of health. Just direct all of his checks to my bank account. Thank you very much. He just keeps cloning himself in the basement and giving himself more, more quote unquote do nothing jobs. Like God damn it, Dan! I love this very, very much. Oh God, I'm so worried. He's gonna replace Doctor Scott with like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee expert, it's a guy, a guy who Pepper. used to run a Yankee Candle. <laughs> a real estate agent who's like banned from Buffalo Wild Wings for life. Just, oh, God only knows. God only knows. But anytime we'll find out. we will, any day now, or he'll just leave it we'll unfilled like an idiot. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want to say like big ups to Dr. Alexander Scott because like that's not an easy thing to do to just, especially as women, especially as fucking women. Um, it's, it's so easy to give our labor away for free or for less than we're worth. And it's so hard to fucking finally draw a line and be like, I'm not doing that, not doing that anymore. And anytime a woman does, an angel gets its wings. Um, I don't know. That sounded funnier in my head. Boom. Anyway, 
Uh, speaking of Dan, Dan, the forgettable man, um, I, he makes me, he makes me so, so goddamn ragey. Um, he, oh, I'm so angry at him lately. Oh. I really wish he would just stay forgettable, but instead I know his name's in my fucking mouth all the time and I'm sick of it. I used to work with this girl who was just objectively awful. And I used to say, you got to pick a shitty tree. You know what I mean? You can't be stupid and lazy. Like, if you're going to be stupid, you got to be really fucking hardworking or else, like, what what are you here for? Um, And you can't be, like, uh, ugly and a bitch. You got to pick one. Like, and I am a true testament to this because I used to be a little chunk monk and I can tell you straight up that this personality of mine does not work on a size 12. Do you know how I know that? When I, listen, when I was a size 12, people were fucking awful to me. It is insane to me how much better I am treated as a skinny person than I ever was treated as a fat girl. I'm just saying you get more leeway. You get more leeway. You have to choose. You, but I work the fat bitch angle pretty nicely. I mean, people <laughs> fucking hate me for it, but I like it. I'm just saying, I am. I have always been this salty and miserable and ridiculous. And people <laughs> did did not tolerate it when I was a large girl. <laughs> I only get away yeah. with this because the trick there is there's definitely a, a pretty privilege. I mean, it's pretty privilege. I call myself I call myself an ugly duckling because I started out very not good and made my way to pretty. So <laughs> I am never mean to ugly people because I would, bro. I know. I know what it was like when people treated me based on my looks. Like, I don't play that game. You lived it. But what I mean to say is, with Dan McKee, it feels like he picked all of them. He was like, no, I want to be stupid and lazy and horrible and a bitch. Like, I got my job and like, suck at everything. What am I rooting for yes. in this man? All of that. What am I rooting for in this man? There's no aspect of his job that he is not objectively terrible at. Like, his press I'm conferences. Him because maybe he has a good personality. No, I he's so know. fucking uncharismatic. He has, like, the fucking charisma of like a damp paper towel like he's no, just like, like a fucking cantaloupe <laughs> i hate cantaloupe they're like the fucking filler fruit he's the, he the, the personality of the filler fruit of humans yes he's just like a bag of styrofoam peanuts you know he's just what's a bunch of other things that dan is like that we can that we can list in a row that's what this turned into Basically, Basically a bag of birdseed <laughs> or cat litter or, but those are useful. No, 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 no. I was just going to say those things have purpose. Like this man. Well, so do packing peanuts. I mean, Jen, I mean, everything has some purpose. Jen. But they're just things you don't think about unless you really need them. If Dan McKee um, disappeared for 15 days, if Dan McKee was kidnapped from the fucking governor's mansion. And whisked away in the middle of the night. How long do you think it would take average Rhode Islanders to notice? Exactly. He is so fucking replaceable. He is so goddamn. He does nothing to help run this state. This state would be literally no different if he were kidnapped by a Mexican cartel tomorrow. Right. 
yeah, my long pause there was just me being like, eh, I don't know. Dan the Key is the bad mulch. You know when you go to buy mulch and there's like the nice shredded mulch and the red mulch and the black mulch and the dark brown mulch. And then there's just kind of the thick, chunky mulch that doesn't really cover well and it sucks and it doesn't smell good and it's just kind of a shitty color. He's the bad mulch that you don't want to buy. Jen, your butch is showing. Did you just make a landscaping reference? Did you just compare <laughs> Yes. She's it's like bad he's mulch. like a shitty hatchback. He's like a hatchet. He's like a hatchet that's not sharp. He's like, you know when you get a rock in your Birkenstocks? Alright, Jen, Jesus. And he's like the carnation of flowers. He's the filler flower. He's not a fucking pansy or a daisy or a nice sunflower or something beautiful. He's a fucking carnation. The ones that just like smell like shit. And they don't look good. You would never give somebody a bouquet of carnations. Watch. They're filler flowers Watch. and they're Girl, pretty shitty. This is going to be the episode that gets all the hate. This is going to be the episode where people are like, fuck you. That is my favorite kind of mulch and my favorite kind of flower. I'm never listening Bring to this show again. You, we never know what the controversy is going to be, but there's always going to be one. So oh, Dan this week, Dan this week was all sorts of fucking jazzed about school choice week. School choice oh, yeah. week. School choice week. It was like infrastructure week, but for school choice. Now, let me and Jen, you can feel free to clarify your own positions on this. But let me just go ahead and clarify. And this is a position that I, I have always held, even when I was uh, an elected official, when it comes to school choice. I think that the burden on fixing the jacked up school system and the way that the formulas are written out falls on the legislators and the city councilors uh, who have taken it on themselves to, to be the stewards of that job. I do not think that it falls on the parents of children who are desperate to get their kids a good education. Um, I believe the way I explained it to Ian Donis of NPR was uh, charter schools and private schools and uh, school choice in general is a life raft for a lot of families, <clears throat> a literal life raft to try and get their kids out of the shipwreck uh, that public schools have become. And to look at a group of people on a life raft and question whether it was uh you know, uh, sustained proper, you know, the, the, the ingredients were like harvested locally and like self-sustaining and like from a solar farm and like things like that. Like, no, it's a fucking life raft. My guy, I don't really give a fuck if it's organic. I give a fuck if my kid, uh, gets to claw his way out of the vicious cycle of poverty that our family's in. Um, and so I just want to clarify off the rip when it comes to school choice that I, as a parent, begrudge exactly nobody who wants their kid to have the best education possible. I think in a perfect mm -hmm. world, a public school education would be as good as uh these charter schools uh, can provide. We don't live in that world. And I think expecting parents to bear the burden of uh, an inadequate public school system is uh, not an appropriate response to a really large and systemic issue. Um, yeah. I, I would like to also chime in here that I am 
fortunate to live in a town that has an amazing school system. And I don't have to worry about sending my kids to private school. Never did. Never had to worry about hoping to get my children into a charter school. Never did. I can't begrudge anyone for wanting to have their children go to a private school or a charter school. Um, I know many people who do send their kids to both, and I would never, ever question their desire to have their children attend those schools instead of schools in Providence, you know, Providence Public Schools, Pawtucket Public Schools, Central Fall Public Schools, because I know their kids are struggling and I know how terrible some of those public schools are. And again, those parents are dying to have their children attend schools that are well-funded and are just simply better than their neighborhood schools and to give their kids a leg up. And I do not fault those parents at all. And as someone who is fortunate enough to live in an area with really good public schools, I can't sit here and make that kind of decision for other people or make any judgments for other people who do that. And I, um, and again, Jen and I don't always agree on everything, so I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to go a step further and say that like, I don't necessarily begrudge a people who work at private and charter schools. I know there's like a large, you know, contingent of people that are like, kind of being butthurt about the fact that we have elected officials and people who are running for office who work at private schools as opposed to public schools. Um, I think, first of all, one of the many reasons that a lot of teachers choose private schools over public schools is because private schools answer people earlier. Um, Public schools have to go through the list of union workers to offer the job to everybody, and then they can offer the job out to people outside the system who apply. But what ends up happening a lot of the time is that they don't offer jobs to people outside the system until the end of July or August. And like, School is about to start. These people already accepted jobs. Um, and I so, didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a really fucked up system. Like, I know uh, there's a person who's running for city council in Providence who was dying to work at a Providence public school, but they didn't get back to him until like August 25th. And like, unless he was going to just go a full school year without fucking working anywhere in the hopes that they would hire him, he accepted a job elsewhere. Mm, I get that. It's just <clears throat> Dan McKee. My issue with Dan is that he doesn't have the balls to fucking stand for anything. So his office tweeted out some shit about like, you know, school choice, go team, go school choice, blah, 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 blah. Um, and <clears throat> when there was understandably backlash because he's a Democrat and he's supposed to be pro public schools and all that what's the first thing he fucking did. He backed off. And came up with a bullshit made up excuse that was like not believable to anybody that was just like, oh no, it uh, it accidentally got sent out and uh, I didn't approve it and uh, it had a timestamp on it. But like that, that wasn't my signature. That was like, like, bro, what are you fucking Ramon Perez? Like, get, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Like. Sack up. You fucking sent it and then you immediately regretted it and you fucking changed your mind. But like the fact, like I have zero respect for somebody who wants to fucking eat their cake and have it too and be like, um, I I know I said that, but like, I didn't like super like mean that. Just like, guy, why are you so fucking tragic at everything? Uh, Yeah. Own it. Own it. 
just like own it just like he needs to own the fucking houselessness crisis where are those bets at dan how's that special session going where's those bets at you know everything that he was going to do for our houseless population because uh for those of you who've been paying attention there was another encampment down by i think it was like south water street um it was like right over near the old uh near the marriott down at the bottom of orms in providence and uh providence parks department showed up with police officers in the wee hours of the morning and kicked all of the homeless people out of the encampment and um and put all of their personal belongings into a trash compactor that's great and i just i don't understand um i don't understand why this is the policy i don't understand why every time uh we force homeless people to pick up and uh move what precious little belongings they have that we don't even let them take their belongings i don't understand why this is a policy that the mayor would be okay with that the governor would sign off on why is this the procedure for when there are people in crisis why is it that we take the few possessions that they have left and put them in a fucking trash compactor. And I don't understand how he made promises after the sleep out, after seeing how many people needed him to respond to this crisis and not feel the need to change the most callous and unnecessary aspect of it. Like, you can't give people 10 fucking minutes to pack their shit it's not like they have much. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't, it, I mean, I do get it, right? The idea is that you have to take what little dignity they have left. And to allow them the dignity of packing up their things to be able to find somewhere else to go would be allowing them the dignity of having that tent to be able to set up elsewhere. When you could just deny them that and and remind them as if sleeping outside in seven degree weather was not a fucking reminder enough. It is an exercise in power that reminds them <clears throat> that not only are we not going to help you out of poverty, we are going to hinder you every fucking step of the way. Because in this stupid garbage fucking Irish Catholic state, we still for some reason believe that like poverty and mental illness are a moral shortcoming as opposed to a structural shortcoming. And it is just so fucking gross. It is so goddamn gross. And to the garbage piece of shit human being who probably made that call from their fucking iPhone in their nice warm car. I hope you feel better without the houseless people in your view because they still exist. Just because you can't see them from your window doesn't mean that they don't exist. And I get that all that you care about is whether or not you can see them on your way from your bougie house to your bougie job. But like, fuck all the way off. 
fuck all the way off. You're a bad person. Like, and I don't say that lightly. You're a bad person. Co-signed. I just, uh, that one fucking. I really have no other words. (laughs) It's just, it's gross. It's horrible. You did nothing but make the lives of those people so much worse. And it's so not like their worse. lives were dope. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you want to fucking throw rocks at a guy in a Porsche? Like, fine. He's, he's fine. He'll fucking, he's got his money to cry himself to sleep. But like, the idea that you would go to somebody who's sleeping outside in fucking New England winter and be like, you know who's had it too good for too long? These people in fucking sleeping bags. Get out, motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck them. So, Dan. I, I issue a challenge to you. Um, pick a thing and then just be good at that one thing. Pick any one thing, Dan. Literally, any one. You could pick schools and you could be really good at schools and you could be fucking garbage at everything else and just let every fucking nursing home patient die of like the 50th new fucking coronavirus variant, which you're already doing anyway. You know what I mean? Or pick coronavirus. Have that be the thing that you're super fucking good at. Run around stapling masks to people's faces. Just be like the sheriff of vaccinations. You know? Or or pick houselessness. Just invest all of that money that you chose to give to a made-up consulting group. Just take it all away. I mean, you made up the contract and the consulting group. You can just as easily take it away, right? Take that money away. Put it all towards housing our, our homeless neighbors. Like, just pick a fucking thing to be good at because you cannot be bad at every single thing you touch. Everything you touch, you break, Dan. That is, st- that is a statistical fucking anomaly. How are you wrong all the time. That's like literally not even physically possible. How are you doing it? Have you hired consultants to do everything? Have you hired such, you spent millions of dollars on consultants to do all this work for you. Are you not only that bad at everything that you touch, that you're that bad at everything that you hire, everyone that you hire to touch the things for you? Like what the fuck, dude? How are you this mind-blowingly horrible at, at even things on a secondary level? Again, at every I love what every I aspect done at this point. Uh, wait, are we talking about good things? Anything? Okay. Oh, I can think of one good thing that he did, but it's more like the <laughs> the absence of doing a bad thing. Well, hey, we'll take it. It's when he shot when when he shot down his own mystery idea. Remember in the in like the thick of coronavirus when he was like, "Hey, do you want to just spray people in the face with water and then recycle that water and spray other people's faces?" And everybody in Rhode Island was like, "No!" And he was like, "No, yeah, you're right. Good call." It might be the only time he took Nicole Alexander Scott's advice on anything. <laughs> I just imagine her with like the Fauci hand on forehead, just in his office, like guy, please. Yeah, I no, just, guy, you cannot do sir, this. Dan, I just listen. Help me a little, mother. You know what I mean? Just fucking help me a little. I really she hope. Him and said, "This is the one time you have to listen to me," and it, he did. And you that know, was it. That was the one time. I really hope that she got, or or that she gets, that Dr. Nicole gets her, like, one 
like screaming behind closed doors, you fucking moron rant before she leaves. You know, I hope that she allots herself because she's so diplomatic and kind and like on top of it and professional. I really hope that she gives herself permission to just give him five minutes of like, just so we're clear. I'm quitting because you are the most incompetent man I have ever met. I have not met every man on the planet, and I'm still confident that you are the dumbest man on the planet. You are so Mm -hmm. bad at this. I'm leaving specifically because of you. I hope that 100,000 Rhode Islanders don't have to die for you to recognize how fucking bad you are at this and that you're like in over your head and you need some fucking help. God help us all. God help. What is, what is election time going to look like? Are, is like Rhode Island going to be the only state that has like variant number 450? We're all still wearing masks. Dan is like, it's going to go away any minute now, you guys. It's almost I over. Swear, this time it's really finally it. I promise. I promise, guys, this is it. Is he even fucking running? Like, has he announced yet? Again, I feel like this is his way of like, please don't make me do this job anymore. That's what this feels like. This feels like like weaponized incompetence. <sighs> Where he's just like, listen, God, don't ask that. me to do important things. Look how bad I am at them. Like, please, like, please, please don't. We need to just, like, demote. Can you demote a governor? Can we just, like, run ourselves? I feel like we would run ourselves better at this point. Just, like, can we just take a break from elected officials for a minute and just, like, can we be single? Can Rhode yeah, Island be just, single yeah, for can we- can we focus on ourselves for a while until we're fully Can we just, healed? like, eat some hagen Get into another relationship with the governor? Because, like, our our girl left us. Like, she straight up left us. She was like, guys, the, the president was like, will you come over here? And we were like, hey, hey, you're not leaving, right? And she was like, guys, I would never leave you. I would never do that to you. Yeah, I'm leaving. I am leaving you. I'm definitely leaving. It's not me. It's you. It's for sure you. We know it's not me because they're pulling me up to the big league. So it's definitely not a me thing. It's a you thing. And oh, now we totally have this us. new we boyfriend and he sucks and he just like leaves pizza boxes and beer bottles all over our fucking floor. And like he's bad at his job and he keeps using all our money on like his friends and buying them PlayStation the 5s. I'm so fucking sick of this shit. And just, like, I just want to break up with our current governor and just, like, be single for a little bit, you know? And just, like... Totally. Recover. Totally. Recover from this nightmare. Because, Dan, this has been a fucking nightmare. You're a nightmare, Dan. Dan, the forgettable man, is no longer appropriate because it's now at the point where, like, his inability to be good at any one thing... Like, it used to be funny how forgettable he was. I'm just like, oh, man, like, every, you know... Every press conference, like, you immediately, like, your eyes glaze over and you can't listen to a word he says because he sounds like a paper bag with a mouth drawn on, just like, um, but now it's like, oh, shit, you are really bad at this. I, well, I gotta no, pay it's, attention. It really but... is. It's just one of those things where, like, he has ignored all of the primary tenets of this job for a straight up fucking year now. And now it's really starting to show. 
You know, like at first it was just like, oh, well, like at least he's not doing anything bad. I know he's not doing anything, but at least he's not doing anything bad. And now it's like, no, as it turns out, like governor is actually a really meaningful position. And when you don't fucking fulfill that position, the state goes to hell in a fucking handbasket. Yeah, it's like when you're doing things that are bad. Oh, shit. It's not good. Right. It's just this is this is getting to a point now where like I am so I've never been this fucking excited for an election year in my goddamn life, Jen. Like I am so ready to have this man out of fucking office just so that we can have like a semi-functional state again because this is fucking embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Oh, we lost Seth Magaziner. He's running for Congress now. Yeah, well, good on him. Like I'm not and also didn't he have like kind of low Oh, he was above Fox. But he was way below Nelly and Dan in the polls. Yeah. So I mean, it's just we have one less in the field now. Honestly, but thank who God. Knows who else is going to jump in? First of all, it's still God. early. Well, no, I mean we've got we've got Bill Gilbert and Tom Iannitti rounding out the end. They could steal a large asterisk of percentage off of other candidates. I would also like to just admit that I oh, I just realized it's uh, almost February, and I thought it was the end of October when I just made that comment that we still have time. Oh shit, when did it get to be January 26th? Oh my god. Uh, yeah, panic mode. Literally panic mode. Oh, it's happening, man. Literally panic mode. It's All happening. Right. Um, well, that was like a wild and woolly episode, but I'm glad we made it through. Uh, you got any plugs this week? No, I've got nothing. Oh, word. Next week's episode, we're going to have a uh, registered nurse, Lenny Seo, who's going to be uh, running against Dominic Ruggiero again in the Democratic primary this year. We're going to pick his brain about how that race went last time, how it's shaping up to go this time, and um, what he's going to do differently from his predecessor. Uh, I'm super freaking looking forward to it. Um, in the meantime, stay safe. Wash your hands. Go get vaccinated, you bunch of weirdos. And uh, go be a good neighbor.